was you that showed me who I am and taught me how to stand for what I know is real. As we look at our scripture readings today in our gospel reading, we see Jesus is upset. <laughs> and he, in that line, it says, Zeal for your house will consume me. So Christ is going into the temple and as we read, He's flipping stuff over, throwing stuff out, cleaning it, whipping and saying, driving all these things out of the temple and these people. And He's really upset. And, and then at the bottom of that passage, it says, Many began to believe in His name when they saw the sign He was doing. And so, as the Lord goes into the temple, and as He's cleaning it out and driving out all of these people, because they are not understanding the purpose of the temple. They're misusing the temple for what it's meant to be. It's meant to be a place of worship, right? A temple is a place of worship, a place where we come and we enter and we give praise and thanks to God. And Jesus says, it's not a marketplace, it's not something of the world, but it's sacred, it's holy. And then we see in our first reading, the Ten Commandments are given. God gives the Ten Commandments to the people of Israel. Now, what's interesting is if we think of this being in the New Testament, we have a different approach here and our understanding can be enlightened. Because the temple of God in the New Testament is the human body. God enters into us at baptism. This temple, our temple of our bodies. And the purpose of the temple is for what? To worship. How do you and I worship God? We worship God through the temple of our bodies. And so, the Ten Commandments are given to us to teach us how to worship God. How to give God praise, how to give God honor, how to give God glory. So, during Lent, Jesus comes into this temple and He wants to drive anything out of this temple that keeps this temple from being holy, from being sacred from being a place of worship, a, a place of offering. And so, we can look at our lives in light of the Ten Commandments. And it's interesting because every of one of the commandments, if you look at them, it has to deal with the, the body. You know, for example, it says, You shall have no other gods besides me. You shall not carve idols for yourself. How do you carve an idol? You use your hands, right? You carve it. You mold it with your hands. Then it says, you shall not bow down and worship before them. What are, we, what are we talking? We're talking about you know, getting on your knees and bowing down. Think about how we worship as Catholics. We stand, we kneel, we sit, we hold our hands out, we pray. We are using our bodies to worship. That's the purpose of the temple, to worship God. And then you hear, don't take the Lord's name in vain. That's a part of our body, the tongue, the vocal cords. And then you hear... You know, you, you shall not kill, obvious one. Um, honor your father and mother. You shall not steal. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Again, the tongue. 
You shall not covet your neighbor's house or your neighbor's wife. It's speaking of the eyes. When we see something we might want, it's not ours to take for ourselves, but to respect and to honor and to reverence. And so all of the Ten Commandments have to do with our living our lives out through our bodies. And this is how we worship God. Again, through our body. And you know, as our psalm says, Lord, You have the words of everlasting life. You have the words of everlasting life. When we worship God through our actions, our thoughts, and our words, we experience life. God gives us an experience of life. And when we don't live through our bodies, thoughts, words, and actions, and deeds, according to God's Word, we experience death. Personally and communally. If I'm selfish with my, my life, then I destroy relationships. If I'm selfless with my life, I build relationships. And so in our second reading, it says, Jews want a sign, Greeks look for wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified. Because who is the presider in the temple? Who presides in a temple? A priest. Well, who's the priest that presides in this temple of my body? It should be Jesus that we let live through our bodies. And what does a priest do? A priest offers sacrifice. So we preach Christ crucified. You know, like, do you ever hear the story of St. Francis where he went into the city to preach? And his brothers went and they had their habits on and they walked through the city and came back, didn't say any words, right? And some of the brothers are like, Father Francis, I thought we were going to preach. And he said, we did. Because their habits, their way of life proclaimed a message. So in this temple during Lent, God might want to drive some things out of the temple that keep it from being a sacred, holy place of worship where Jesus the High Priest wants to enter our temples of our bodies. And He wants to preside over our lives. And He wants to say with our life to everyone we meet, not give me, I'll do what I want with you, but this is my body given up for you. This is my blood poured out for you. And so when we worship God in this way, we give glory to God. And then... We experience life in family, friends, marriages, relationships. And then that last line of the Gospel becomes a reality. Many began to believe in His, ha- in his name when they saw the signs He was doing. What signs is God doing in you and in I? What signs is God doing in you and I that help people out in the world to believe in Him? Because St. Paul says in the Bible, it's no longer I who live, it's Christ who lives in me. And to close, one of the definitions that the Catechism gives for purity, chastity, or innocence is to behold the mystery of God through the body. We behold the mystery of God 
through the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. When we live according to God's law, the Eucharist is lived through us, and people out in the world behold the profound beauty and mystery of the body, which proclaims what it's meant to proclaim, Christ. And so, as we pray and continue to enter into the Holy Eucharist, we want to look at our lives and ask the Lord to help us to live His love through our bodies, to proclaim to the world the profound beauty and mystery that we are capable of revealing. So let's pray for each other as we continue our Lenten journey and reflect upon the power and privilege we have as believers to live and act through our bodies. We might take for granted what it means to be male and female, the beauty of this complementarity and the tremendous witness we can give to the world you know, in marriages and families, as priests, as religious. The world wants a beauty. They want to see the beauty of the human person. And we are that beauty when we cooperate with God's plan. And that's only possible when we have the power and grace that we need, which comes through the Eucharist. I was sick of all the pain, tired of all the shame that I felt, but you showed me